Hey everybody, welcome back into the Fantasy Minute for the second episode today. I'm your host, Addison. Um, today we have a redraft episode um, inspired kind of by the fantasy footballers and the FF fellas. Um, check them both out. They're really cool podcasts for redrafts and everything. They both do it year-round, um, so they deliver fantasy advice for redraft people. Um, and also they kind of do a little bit of dynasty too, so check both of them out for sure. Um what we're going to do today is do a mock draft off of the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Um, if you haven't used it before, uh, it's really amazing. It lets you pick out of any order. It has customizable settings and everything like that. Um, and then the computer generates the picks for all the other picks that are not yours. So you get to see um, where some players may go, um, test different strategies and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So the way I have it set up is it's just a 12-team PPR league. Um, basic roster settings, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end flex, and a defense and a kicker. Um, we're drafting out of the A spot right now. Um, so I'm just going to test out what it's like to draft out of the A spot to see kind of um, where players go. I'm not expecting to get any of the the top seven, sort of say, the big three in the running back, the big four at the wide receiver position if you include Mike Evans. Um, so I'm going to test out this, the strategy that I want to test out this year because I've seen a lot of people for redraft purposes, um, they're really trying to get the stud running backs, um, which is totally fine. Um, Especially in a redraft league, if you if you rely heavily on on running backs, um, you're probably going to have a really good chance of winning the championship if you hit on the running backs. Now the problem is is hitting on the running backs. Um, last year seemed to be like this really amazing year where if you had the stud running back, um, you were probably guaranteed uh, a playoff spot and you probably had a pretty good shot of making it into the championship. Especially if you had David Johnson because last year was insane. Um, so a lot of people are trying to go after David Johnson, Le'Veon, Zeke, um, even Shady, as they're trying to get an elite running back asset immediately. Um, the problem that I have with that um, is that every single year, it's on average for running backs, about 50% of running backs that finished in the top 12 in the previous year finish in the top 12 the following year so that's only six running backs every year will reclaim running back one status um, now if you find that one of those six running backs to reclaim it, it's probably not too hard it's probably going to be you know David Johnson, Le'Veon, Zeke, uh, Shady, Devontae Freeman and then maybe like uh, Melvin Gordon or um, somebody like that um, but there's a lot of variables that go into that, um, especially because if you look at, because running backs are getting, you know, 250 touches um, a year, the probability of getting hurt increases dramatically, as opposed to if you are a wide receiver, say, and you're only catching the ball five, six, seven, eight times a game, um, your touches are dropping per on a per game basis, so the probability of you getting hurt um, decreases as well. So with that, I'm, I'm not really on this this whole everybody must target running back um, 
thing that's going on right now for redrafts. Um, so I'm kind of adopting this zero RB approach for 2017. Um, and that's why I'm kind of, when I want to draft, I kind of want to draft in the back end of the first round. Um, so that way I can swing it. I can get a, a stud wide receiver at the beginning, swing it around, probably get a second tier uh, wide receiver at the beginning of the second round. Um, and so then I'm not tempted to take one of the top three or four running backs. And then on the back end, I'm not tempted to take, you know, Melvin Gordon or um, DeMarco Murray or anybody like that. Um, so I'll let other people take them. I'll let other people, maybe they'll reach on them. Um, so that's another thing, drafting out of the A spot. If somebody reaches on a player, that means one of the top sevens fallen to you. I'm totally fine if for some reason Le'Veon Bell drops to the seventh spot, I will take Le'Veon Bell probably. It's going to be really hard for me not to. So with that being said, we're drafting out of the A spot right now. Uh, the first seven picks actually went, and like I said, one of the top seven falls to the eighth spot. So uh, if I read off the top seven, it went Johnson, David Johnson, Le'Veon, Zeke, Antonio Brown, then LaShawn McCoy went at 1-5. And then went OBJ and Julio Jones. So that leaves out Mike Evans out of the big seven. Um, and then some other names for you. A.J. Green, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman. Um, there's also Jordy Nelson, T.Y., Michael Thomas uh, for some more wide receiver names. Um, so looking at staring down the barrel of Mike Evans right now, it's really tempting for me to take him. Um, I'm not a huge Mike Evans fan. I would much rather prefer A.J. Green. Um, because of that, I think I'm going to have to go with A.J. Green here. And hear, hear me out for a second. This is just for 2017. Um, Mike Evans has a good amount of weapons surrounding him. Now, of course, James Winston is going to throw him the ball because Mike Evans deserves to be um, given the ball. Uh, he's shown that for the last three years. Um but I think I prefer A.J. Green slightly more to Mike Evans. Um, and this is because last year, if you look at what he was doing last year, I'm also a huge A.J. Green fan. Um, but if you look at what he did last year, 967 yards in the first 10 weeks. And that um, included a bye week. So that was nine games, 967 yards. Absolutely insane. Um, he got hurt in week 11, so he didn't play a week 11 through 17. Um, so that's why probably a lot of people are kind of off of him. They forget that he was on such an amazing pace. If he would have kept it going, he would have easily broken T.Y. Hilton's 1,400-yard uh, receiving um, total for 2016. Would have been the league leader in receiving yards, and he probably would have been a top five wide receiver. Um that being said, Mike Evans finished as the number two or number three PPR receiver last year. Uh, he had an amazing year, but he really dropped off at the second half. If you look at his numbers, um, the second half of the season was not as kind to Mike Evans as it was in the first half, especially December. Um, with that being said, I really hope I don't regret this, but this is a mock draft, so we'll see what's go what happens. Um, I'm going to take A.J. Green here at the eighth spot. Um, I will be biased toward my boy A.J. Green. And drafted. My internet is actually kind of slow. Okay, so then the next few picks, Mike Evans went at 1-9. Uh, then Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, Devontae Freeman. Uh, if you get Devontae Freeman, 
as the number six running back, that's amazing. Uh, I'm not going to endorse taking a running back, but if I had to take a running back in the first or second round, it would be Devontae Freeman. Um, I love Devontae Freeman, and I think he is a steal, especially going after Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard. Um, that would be ridiculous. So, um, top of the second round, DeMarco Murray, T.Y. Hilton, Jordy Nelson, and Michael Thomas were taken. So now we're sitting here at 2-5. Um, we have J.H.I., Amari Cooper, Des Bryant, Rob Gronkowski, um, Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller. There's also Doug Baldwin, DeAndre Hopkins, um, players like that. So I think, I think at this point... I'm not taking J.H.I. I'm not a huge J.H.I. fan. Um, I, I don't know if I want Amari or Dez or maybe reach a little bit because there's going to be a lot of picks in between now and my next pick that I know Doug Baldwin, I'm, I'm a big Baldwin fan. I know he's not going to be there. Um, I don't like any of the other running backs. Todd Gurley uh, It's too early for him or Lamar Miller or any of the rookies. So at this point, um, I actually I have AJ Green right now. So as my wide receiver two, AJ Green's gonna supply some solid floor. Um, so I think I'll take the high ceiling, take Amari Cooper. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so the next few picks. Des went the next pick, then of course Doug Baldwin, so maybe that wasn't much of a reach. Um, and then Gronk was taken at the end of the second, top of the third, it went Lamar Miller, Brandon Cooks, then Aaron Rodgers, the first quarterback off the board, 3-3. Then Allen Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, Alshon, Leonard Fournette. Um, so now we're into the third round. Looking at the receivers and running backs still available, um, I know that there is only a handful of picks in between my next pick after this one. Um, Demarius Thomas is the receiver that I'm looking at right now, but then there's also Jarvis Landry, um, who is a big-time PPR machine. So I like them both, but there's also Carlos Hyde and Isaiah Crowell if I would like to take my running back right now. Um, I'm not sure if either one of them are going to slide back to me. I don't know if Demarius will slide back to me. Um, everybody kind of has a good ADP around here. Man, um, I think in the interest of 0RB, I think I would have to take Demarius here. Um, looking at the other running backs, though, um, after... Hyde and Crowell, there's Lynch, CJ Anderson, Mark Ingram, Bilal Powell, Spencer Ware. Okay, that changes my mind. I'm taking Isaiah Crowell um, because there's not a lot of receivers that I really like. Um, there's I like PPR receivers. Um, so like later in this in this draft, I'll be targeting players like Theo Riddick um, or see if I can get um, somebody who is maybe like a, a late round flyer or somebody who falls, um, maybe like Doug Martin or um, Giovanni Bernard, somebody like that. Um, so we'll see what goes on, but right now I'm taking Isaiah Crowell. 
and right after him then went Demarius, then Jarvis Landry, and then CJ Anderson, Jordan Reed, Travis Kelsey, Larry Fitzgerald, Devontae Adams, and Carlos Hyde. Okay, so that kind of threw a wrench into the running or the wide receivers that I wanted. Um, however, Golden Tate, Sammy Watkins, and Michael Crabtree, Terrell Pryor, Julian Edelman, Emmanuel Sanders. These are all players still on the board right now. Um, some running backs on the board still. Marshawn Lynch managed to fly through as well. Ingram, Bilal Powell, Spencer Ware. Um, to give you some of those. I'm still not looking at a tight end right now. There's a lot of tight ends that I like at the back end. Um, the only three were taken that were Gronk. Kelsey and Reed, so Olsen and Eifert are the two best according to their rankings. Um, but I like a lot of these other late round tight ends. Um, we'll get more into that as I pick them. I'm also not looking at any of these quarterbacks right now. Um, Rodgers is the only one taken off the board, which is kind of surprising given that we're in the fourth round. But I'm sure that there will be a nice quarterback around after I take this pick. Um, so right now, because this is a PPR league, I'm going to take... Um, Golden Tate. He's had come off of two years of 90 plus receptions. Um, I believe. Here, this is, let me look this up real quick. I think I saw that. That he has two years, 90 plus. Yep, he came off. He had 93 years in a row. Every single year with the Lions, he's had over 90 receptions. So that alone tells me that I think I should target Golden Tate. <laughs> um, compare him to Sammy Watkins or Michael Crabtree. Tate offers the nice floor that I'm looking for. Um, and I think he's also a really good sleeper in the fourth round. And I don't think that he's going to make it back to me. So I'll take Golden Tate. So right now, as the next few picks go through, my team's right now looking at Isaiah Crowell, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, then Golden Tate is taking up my flex spot. Um, so right now, uh, after Golden Tate was Sammy Watkins and Marshawn Lynch, Julian Edelman, Spencer Ware, Terrell Pryor, Tom Brady, Michael Crabtree to close out the fourth. At the top of the fifth, Tyree Kill went in 5-1. I think that's way too high for Tyree Kill. 5-2, Jameson Crowder, Greg Olson, Drew Brees, Emmanuel Sanders, Mark Ingram, Joe Mixon. Now, this is kind of interesting because as I'm looking at the remaining players available, no running back really speaks out to me as somebody that I want to take right now. Bilal Powell, Tevin Coleman, Ty Montgomery, Amir Abdullah, and I'm not really interested in many of those, even though I need a second running back right now. As for the wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, Dante Moncrief, Brandon Marshall, Willie Sneed, I think I can get Willie Sneed coming back. I know that he would be a really good um, late round, not really late round, but sixth round pick. Um, somebody that can sit on my bench at least for now um, and I can plug and play given the matchups and everything like that I think he's in for a really good year as a wide receiver two for Drew Brees um, so this kind of leads me into quarterback territory now we're in the bottom of the fifth round five eight right now and I am currently looking at Andrew Luck which I think is the one that I'm going to take right now so Andrew Luck is going to be my quarterback. So now that I have taken Andrew Luck, um, after him went Dalvin Cook, Tevin Coleman, Tyler Eifert, Stephon Diggs, Matt Ryan at the top of the sixth, 
Dante Moncrief, Jimmy Graham, and Russell Wilson. Um, so now I'm still... I still need a tight end. I'm not really worried about it. I still need an RB2. Um, and... Uh, to fill out my bench. So really at this point I'm looking for upside. Um, and if it happens to come in the form of an RB2, that would be really cool. Um, so I'm looking right now at the best players available. Um, Bilal Powell would be the number one running back available. And then it's Brandon Marshall, Willie Sneed, Eric Decker, Pierre Garçon. Um, tight ends, just to give you um, a heads up on where we are with tight ends right now. Um, the top five went Gronk, Kelsey Reed, Olsen Eifert, and then Jimmy Graham. So that leaves Delaney Walker, Martellus Bennett, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz um, as the best available at the moment. Um, where we are right now, where I am at with my team, um, I'm really liking Bilal Powell right now. Um, if I were to look at Willie Sneed, um, Willie Sneed right now has an average ADP of 72. Um, we're at number 65 right now, so I'm really confident that he's not going to make it back to me. Um, but I'm also looking at Bilal Powell, who has been um, said that he's going to split carries with Matt Forte, um, and he's actually been really efficient as a replacement for Matt Forte because Forte hasn't been too healthy, and then when he comes in to spell him, he's really, really good. Um, there's also Ty Montgomery, who's also really interesting right now because I'm sure that he's going to get a lot of receptions um, in the Packers' offense. Um, and this is a PPR league, so that's making it more interesting right now. Um, looking at the remaining running backs, Bilal Powell, Ty Montgomery, Mir Abdullah, uh, Danny Woodhead, I think would be really, really good for a PPR back, as well as Theo Riddick. Um, so I'm not really worried about taking one of the running backs right now. With that being said, I think I'm going to have to take Willie Sneed. Um, it's the sixth round. I think that is a tad bit of a reach. Um, but I think Willie Sneed is in for an amazing year this year. Um, and he'll offer a nice floor um, with a good amount of receptions every single year. Um, or every single week, I'm sorry. So he now fills the first spot on my bench. <laughs> so... This is actually really interesting now, um, given who came back. Um, but after Sneed went Cam, Delaney Walker, then Dak, Brandon Marshall, Martavis Bryant, Eddie Lacy, Kelvin Benjamin, Derek Carr at the top of the seventh, Martellus Bennett, Deshaun Jackson, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz, Marcus Mariota, and Hunter Henry. So as you notice, nobody picked Bilal Powell or Ty Montgomery or Amir Abdullah. Um, those three players were ones that I was... I was considering in the last pick, and now that they fell back to me at the end of the seventh is um, kind of cool. <laughs> um, the remaining wide receivers available, Eric Decker, Pierre Garçon, Cameron Meredith, Corey Davis, Jordan Matthews. Um, so there's some numbers that, or some players that I like there. Um, and then there's also a number of other players I like um, later in the rounds. That I know that I can probably get so I'm not really looking at wide receiver right now there's a lot that I still like um, as for tight ends everybody else went Delaney Walker Bennett Rudolph Ertz so that leaves Eric Ebron as the next available um, with Jack Doyle Jason Witten Cameron Brait um, so if you guys if you guys follow anything that I say on Twitter um, 
or read any of my articles for DFF, you guys will know that I'm a huge Eric Ebron fan right now. Um, the only problem is is that his ADP is 132, and we're at pick 80 right now. So I know that I should be able to get Eric Ebron much, much, much later than the seventh round right now. So with that being said, I'm not I'm not even looking at Eric Ebron right now um, because that's going to be too much of a of a reach for me. Um, I think I'm going to take um, Ty Montgomery right now. Um, even though I want to take Bilal Powell, I think I'll take Ty Montgomery as the PPR RB2. So now through seven rounds, uh, my team is Andrew Luck, Isaiah Crowell, Ty Montgomery, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, and Golden Tate out of the flex with Willie Sneed on my bench. Um, so right now, after... I took Montgomery, Derrick Henry went, then Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, Jordan Matthews, Jeremy Macklin, Amir Abdullah, Bilal Powell, and OJ Howard. Um, so the it kind of hurt that Jordan Matthews got taken at the end of the seventh. I like Matthews this year. Um, I think he's going to have a nice bounce back year now that he's going to probably be working most of his time out of the slot with Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith on the outside. Um, and that's where Matthews excels the most. So he's actually, I'm targeting him. Um, as a w nice wide receiver four or wide receiver three with some good upside in some weeks. Um, I'm looking for Carson Wentz to have a good year as well. And so the kind of, I kind of was looking at, at Jordan Matthews right now um, for this pick. But I think I'm going to have to take um, Danny Woodhead. Um, he's the, the lack of weapons that the Ravens have um, on that team is kind of amazing and given Woodhead's talent and skill set I'm really looking for Woodhead to have a nice year this year a nice bounce back year after the injury last year and we know what he's capable of um, especially in PPR leagues um, so because of the lack of weapons that the Ravens have and the fact that I need some depth at running back now having only Crowell and Ty Montgomery um, I think I'm going to take uh, Danny Woodhead right now, especially, oh, also with the fact that Kenneth Dixon has a three-game suspension. So for the first three games at the very least, um, I'm looking for Woodhead to have um, three solid weeks. And if he outperforms himself, I mean, I might be able to trade him, flip him for somebody um, who maybe has a little bit more upside. Um, so Woodhead was taken and Riddick went right after him. I... Riddick was the other PPR back that I was really looking at and I really like and I really am looking to target um, in the 8th ninth round. Um, so he was taking 8-6, then Robert Kelly, Frank Gore, Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson, Mike Gillisley, Paul Perkins, Corey Davis, LeGarrette Blunt, Randall Cobb, Latavius Murray, CJ Prosize, Kareem Hunt, and then Samaj P. Ryan just got taken. So um, right now... Um, Looking at the remaining running backs, Matt Forte, Duke Johnson, Kenneth Dixon, Giovanni Bernard, um, and then the remaining wide receivers, Eric Decker, Pierre Garçon, Cameron Meredith, Corey Coleman. There's still a lot of receivers that I really, really like, especially Pierre Garçon. I think he's going to be a target monster in San Francisco, um, and he really excels under a Shanahan offense. Um, Kirk Cousins is still available for some reason, but there's also Rivers and Matthew Stafford. I'm not really concerned about taking a second quarterback right now. Um, so actually, looking at everybody who's available, 
I think I'm gonna have to take Pierre Garcon, because um, he is currently the 33rd ranked wide receiver on the board right now, and we are kind of past that. The last one taken was just 47th ranked, so I really think Pierre Garcon is kind of a little bit past his ADP, which makes him a value. Um, so I'm taking Pierre Garcon right here as my uh, fifth wide receiver to give me some more wide receiver depth, especially in the PPR uh, league. So after him went Dixon, Forte, Deion Lewis, Jamal Charles, Eric Decker, Devontae Parker, Corey Coleman, then Eric Ebron got taken in the 10th round. Um, so that kind of stung. <laughs> oh, well. Um, looking at tight ends, I still need tight ends. Um, Jack Doyle is the number one tight end still remaining, but there's also Jason Witten, Cameron Brait, Kobe Fleener, CJ Fedorowicz, Zach Miller, David Njoku. Um, for running backs, Duke Johnson, Giovanni Bernard, Jonathan Stewart. Um, I'm kind of looking at taking Jack Doyle right now um, because I do need a tight end, and I think he is the last of the remaining tight ends that I really, really like. Um, other than Jason Witten, I'm not huge on Fleener or Brait this year. So, 10th round, pretty solid value for a tight end, especially the number one tight end in a pass-heavy offense in Indianapolis, and kind of pairing him with Andrew Luck. We'll see how that one goes. So, now after Doyle went the Broncos defense, the first defense off the board, and then Jonathan Stewart, John Brown, Chiefs defense, Jeremy Hill, Cam Meredith, Thomas Rawls, Rashard Matthews, Seahawks defense, Mike Williams, uh, LA Chargers, Cameron Brait, Dallas Cowboys defense, Houston Texans defense, and then Kobe Fleener. So, looking at my lineup, Luck, Crowell, Montgomery, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, Jack Doyle, Golden Tate, Willie Sneed, Danny Woodhead, and Pierre Garçon. Um, it's not really sexy. There's not really um, a lot of those players that are like, wow, the stud value, you know. But these are all, in my opinion, they're all solid performers and solid contributors, especially in a PPR league. Um, that offer consistency, and they're not really going to kill my team by putting up goose eggs um, in many weeks. So right now, um, I think I need another running back to give myself some more RB depth. That's the name of the game for zero RB. Um, you want as many shots as you can, especially in a PPR league. So right now, I am going to take Giovanni Bernard. I think he still offers a lot of value in Cincinnati. I don't think Joe Mixon really gets into his role. Um, I think he comes in more for Jeremy Hill, even though Mixon can offer that pass-catching ability out of the backfield. I think Giovanni Bernard is firmly entrenched in that um, role, um, similar to how Theo Riddick is in Detroit. And I think, given the state of the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, I think that uh, Dalton is going to be looking to check down a lot, um, do some RB screens, um, do some uh, different stuff uh, with Giovanni Bernard coming out of the backfield to kind of get it out of Dalton's hands quickly. Um, so Giovanni Bernard now, um, after him, was then Duke Johnson, then the Patriots defense, the Jaguars defense, Charles Sims, Adam Thaling, CJ Fedorowicz, Julius Thomas, and then Mike Wallace got taken the pick right before me. Um, that one stings as well because I was actually looking at Mike Wallace for the next pick. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want the computer to hear what I was thinking. <laughs> so I think Mike Wallace is in for a really good year. He was a wide receiver two last year, and now that Steve Smith is gone, they haven't replaced any of their um, wide receiver core. So Mike Wallace and Brashad Perriman 
um, are going to be in for a ton of work, especially for a team that throws the ball as much as the Ravens do. They threw the ball the second most um, last year, uh, only behind Drew Brees. So if you can imagine the kind of workload that they're going to get, um, I think Wallace and Brashad Perriman, if he can stay healthy, they're going to be in for really, really, really good years. And you can get Mike Wallace, the wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens, in the 12th round, fellas. Come on now. Um, don't reach for him in the 7th or 8th round because I will be betting that you can get him later. Uh, unless if you're in a league with a lot of smart people, then let them reach on Mike Wallace. And you can get maybe some of these other people like Adam Thaleen. Um, and you can go from there. So now um, I'm kind of just filling out my bench right now. I'm not really worried about defense and kicker. Um, I have one, two, three, four running backs, and I have one, two, three, four, five wide receivers. Um, I don't have a backup quarterback right now. I'm not really worried about it. Kirk Cousins is still on the board, though, which is kind of amazing. Um, that's for all you late-round quarterback people. Um, Kirk Cousins is on the board in the 12th round, and he was a top-10 quarterback last year. <laughs> so... Um, there's also Philip Rivers and Matthew Stafford, and I think Stafford is probably the best late-round late quarterback to target. Um, he offers a top-five quarterback ceiling. Um, he's not going to kill you. He throws the ball a ton, um, and he's got solid weapons there in Detroit with Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, uh, Amir Abdullah, Eric Ebron, Theo Riddick. Um, so he's not going to really kill your team. I think he offers a lot of upside. And... He is the definition of late-round quarterback. We're in the 12th round right now, and he's not even being looked at. So I'm looking at the running backs right now. Um, James White, Darren Sproles, Alvin Kamara, Marlon Mack. Not really too interested in any of them, really, for 2017. So wide receiver it is. Um, Kenny Britt, Marvin Jones, Tyrell Williams, Robert Woods, Sterling Shepard, Brashad Perriman. Um, there's also Kevin White, Ted Ginn, Josh Doxson. Um, I like a number of these people, and I think um, given what Terrell Pryor was able to do last year um, with Cody Kessler and um, now that they bring in Deshaun Kaiser, um, we'll see if they even play Kaiser at all this year, but I think I'm going to have to take Kenny Britt. Um, he's the wide receiver one in Cleveland, as sad as that may sound, um, but given what Terrell Pryor was able to do last year, Kenny Britt is a steady um, steady hand, especially as my wide receiver um, six right now. So I'm not really too concerned about the abil his inability to or his ability to kill my team. Um, I'm looking for him more as just depth at this point, and I think he offers nice upside. Um, I'm also looking at Rashad Perriman. Actually, I might take Rashad Perriman right now, um, only because. Perriman's upside is immense, and we have a ton of picks in between now and my next pick. So I'm going to take Rashad Perriman. Drafted. So the two Baltimore wide receivers went 12-4, 12-5. So there you go, everybody. If you need a late-round flyer, Baltimore wide receivers. Um, after him went Kamara, Zach Miller, Jason Witten, Marvin Jones, Vikings defense, Dennis Pitta, then Kirk Cousins finally went at the end of the 12th round. 
James White, Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, Terrence West, Rex Burkhead, Kevin White, and Tyrell Williams. Um, so the remaining running backs, Marlon Mack, Jared McKinnon, Chris Thompson, Joe Williams, Jamal Williams. Um, I'm kind of tempted to take Jamal Williams because I think he'll get the early down work in Green Bay. Um, and he's also, in case Ty Montgomery goes down or something like that. Um, but there's also Kenny Britt, Robert Woods, Sterling Shepard, Tengen, Josh Doxson. Um, and I have one more bench spot, and then my defense and my kicker. Um, Quarterback-wise, Philip Rivers and Matthew Stafford are still on the board, as is Andy Dalton and Tyrod and Eli. So late-round quarterback might be a good idea. Um, at this point, oh, man, I'm looking at Robert Woods or Josh Doxson because I think they both are going to offer a lot of upside this year. And Doxson especially, uh, first-round draft pick year two, he's going to be given every opportunity that he can to succeed. Um, so I think just for some upside, I'm going to take Josh Doxson. So that leaves just my defense and my kicker. Always save those for the last two rounds. I'm not worried about defense. I'll stream defense if I want to. Just pick whoever Cleveland plays or whoever the, maybe now the Rams play or the Jets. Um, so the best defenses available are Baltimore, Carolina, Oakland, Pittsburgh, L.A., Rams, uh, Cincy. So I think I'm going to take Baltimore. Um you have a solid defense. I'm not really worried about Carolina. They don't have any secondary, and I got burned by them last year. So screw you, Carolina. Baltimore Ravens got taken. And now for kickers, Dan Bailey, Dan Bailey, Dan Bailey. Ah, Dan Bailey got picked two players before me. So I'll take Mason Crosby. Solid. End of the 15th round. I really like Dan Bailey. I think he's just really consistent. You know, and... Um, Dallas scores a good amount too. So um, at the end of 15 rounds, I got C plus from Fantasy Pros. Thank you. Um, but uh, my team is now Andrew Luck, Isaiah Crowell, Ty Montgomery, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, Jack Doyle, Golden Tate, Baltimore Ravens defense, Mason Crosby is my kicker, Willie Sneed, Danny Woodhead, Pierre Garcon, Giovanni Bernard, Brashad Perriman, and Josh Doxson. Um, doesn't look too sexy. I only really have AJ Green, Amari, and Andrew Luck are my like studs. Um, but everybody else is a PPR machine. They're all contributors. They all um, offer really nice upside, especially on my bench with Sneed, Woodhead, Garcon, uh, Bernard, Perriman, and Doxon. Those are my upside guys. Um, and if any of them were to succeed, really, and maybe I'm kind of hesitant or thinking that they're not really going to keep up their pace at the early of the at the beginning of the year, early on. Um, I could use them as trade bait, maybe package a couple of them for an, a bigger stud or somebody like that. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of liking this R zero RB strategy, um, especially in a PPR league. It's gonna be a lot harder to do in a standard league. Um, so we'll probably wind up doing a standard league mock draft next week. Um, Matt and I are both our home league is standard so we'll probably both want we'll be really interested to do that um, We'll see if I can get Matt on next week again um, He wasn't able to join me today unfortunately um, But I know he's been really wanting to do one of these mock draft um, episodes and 
he has a different strategy. He's looking to take one of the top three running backs. So maybe pairing that with a standard league um, is something that might be better to do um, in standard leagues. So with that said, um, that's probably what we'll wind up doing next week. If not, you guys will find out next week, hopefully. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Minute. You can find me at AmazeHaze underscore DFF. You can find Matt at MattJudd12. Um, please, if you like um, our stuff, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're also on Podbean and SoundCloud. So give us a nice five-star review. Any five-star reviews we get, um, we'll give you guys shout-outs on the show. And um, you guys can email us questions at fantasyminute 814 at gmail.com um, and we'll be sure to answer those on air um, as we get them um, finally um, Dynasty Football Factory just released the Debbie watch um, so all you Debbie Dynasty players out there this is absolutely insane um, it has player profiles it has rankings it has everything for 2017 um, rookies for 2018 for 2019 um, it has player profiles for every single player every single position they rank them all they have a consensus rankings they have positional rankings they have overall rankings um, so everybody at DFF I applaud everybody who contributed to the Debbie watch um, it's absolutely insane it has over 200 pages of content and it is absolutely 100% free so you don't have to pay for the Debbie content that other um, websites may offer um, and I think that our content is just as good, if not better, than their content. And it's 100% free, so there's no risk to you whatsoever. <laughs> so check that out. It's on Dynasty Football Factory, or you can find it. Everybody on DFF has been touting it on Twitter. I have it on my Twitter page and everything. So with that being said, um, we are now getting close to the 40-minute mark, um, longer than I kind of wanted. So um, thanks you. Thanks to you guys for listening. Um, I hope you guys um, enjoyed it. I hope you guys come back next week. And uh, please, five-star reviews, um, comments, everything like that um, definitely helps out the show. Um, so see you guys next week.